It's podcast time. So today is my birthday, May 24th, 2019, and this is the first ever birthday boy, birthday boy podcast, and uh, quite frankly, could be the final birthday boy podcast. I don't know, but I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it, let's, let's do a podcast because I did two podcasts in 2010, and then never again. I did a podcast. I don't know. If a podcast is recorded and never released, it's like a tree falling in the woods. Does that make it a podcast? No, I don't think it does. I think it just makes it some jackass talking to a microphone, and then that's it. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess two, maybe three podcasts I've done before. And for the last, like, ten years... All I've done is, like, talk to friends. Hey, we should do a podcast. Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. And thinking about it and talking about it and not actually doing it. So, fuck it. I have a microphone that's just sitting here on my goddamn desk doing nothing, collecting dust, and a computer, and, uh, and a voice, vocal cords. I think those are, like, the key ingredients. So I thought, well, I could sit around and, like, plan my podcast for another 10 years and not do it or just do it with no actual real plan. And it could be like a total disaster. That's 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 pretty likely. There's a good chance. We may already have stumbled into that territory at this point because uh, this is, you know, this is episode one, so it's going to be terrible. I think it's going to be terrible. That's the kind of attitude. You know, fuck, everybody's like, oh, have, a, have a positive attitude. Fuck that. Don't have a negative attitude, but don't, you know... Get out of here with your positive attitude. Just have have like the have the attitude of like, you know, I'm gonna do my best. And there's a good chance it's gonna suck. It's probably not gonna be perfect. It's probably even gonna be like acceptable. But then you just get better and better every time. It's like the same shit I tell my kids. Like you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be better than last time. So that's the good thing about this podcast is the last time is like nothing. Well, last time was like ten years ago, and it wasn't that good. So now. Uh, this can only be better because there's really nothing to measure it to. And hopefully if I, if I come back and do a second episode, then maybe that would be even better than the first episode. That's my logic. Uh, but I'm not going to have a positive attitude about it. I'm just going to do it. And there, you guys with your positive attitudes can kiss my ass. That's, that's the way I see it. Positivity is for jerks. Actually, that reminds me. I have like five just small bullet points on a piece of paper. That's that's my plan, and uh, uh, but I just thought of something from the other day. If you're wondering, like, if you're listening to this, it's probably because we're friends on Facebook, because it's probably the only place that I'm going to release this, just for fun, just to like entertain my friends, I guess, because I don't get to see them that much. We don't get to talk, um, and I'm never going to talk on the phone because the phone is awful, and. Uh, you know, I see some of my really good friends like once a year, maybe twice if I'm lucky, which which sucks. That's not enough. But this, I figure, hey, here's a way to like have fun, and maybe at some point, if this thing keeps going, they like call and like do a thing where we're both talking at the same time. You would think, based on my lingo, that I'm a sound engineer, an audio engineer, but I'm not. So whatever the thing is that gets a person to call into another thing and be in two different places on a podcast, like a phone, but not a phone, like a Skype or something, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could do that as we go along. Yeah, that's fun. Um, anyway, 
Uh, so I've, I've got like f a couple things because I only plan to, to record this podcast because I made a joke yesterday on Facebook. I was on a phone call with at work, a work meeting, a work call. And I made a joke like this wasn't even a joke. Actually, it was real. I, I was listening and it was so boring. It was just, it was one person just droning on for like thirty minutes or so, and I said, "Oh man, this this is this is a terrible podcast. I'm going to change it." And then I realized I wasn't listening to a podcast. I was listening to a work, a work meeting. So I posted that as a joke on Facebook, even though it's kind of accurate. And uh, my good friend Bridget, Bridgie, said, "Hey, you should do a podcast." And I said, "You know, Bridget, fuck off." Don't tell me. You're not my mom. Don't tell me how to live my life. Um, but obviously, uh, something happened because I thought, yeah, you know what? Why don't I just do a podcast instead of sitting around talking about it for 10 more years like I've done for the last 10 years and gotten nowhere? Why don't I just sit down and like just do it? And I decided to call it the Birthday Boy Podcast because today is my birthday, May 24th, 2019. I'm 39. Next year, I'll be 40. So, like, all right. I'm, you know, seven-eighths of the way to the end of my life, I figure, something like that. Uh, so let's do a podcast. Fuck it. At least I have one. One under my belt. Uh, not counting those two in 2010. Um, but I, I, I figured, like, okay, I'll just, I'll post this thing on Facebook. My friends can listen to it. Whatever. If I do, like, a hundred of these, if I do a thousand more of these, if I do no more of these, I don't know. I'll just do it once and see how it goes. And, uh, you know, in a year, uh, if I'm not just sitting here collecting millions of dollars doing nothing, then it'll be a complete and total failure. That's that's all. It's that simple. Uh, but, yeah, Birthday Boy podcast. I, I thought, it's my birthday, I'm the birthday boy. And there seemed to be no other podcast named Birthday Boy podcast. I don't really love the name, but it's, like, it's catchy enough. The last podcast that I did, like the fake one that I, I recorded when I was in Omaha last year in a hotel room doing nothing, and I called it Podcast the Podcast, like Podcast colon the Podcast, which is really stupid. I think that's why I didn't release it, because I thought I was being clever. I wasn't. It was really dumb, which is like most of my life. I'm like, oh, I think I'm pretty clever, but I'm not. But that's okay. Uh, also, the Birthday Boy podcast, like there's something... I don't know, it's it's like a catchy thing. Hey, birthday boy. Uh, it's fun. People people like birthday boys, <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh, by the way, if you don't like uh, swearing, uh, go away. And if you, uh, if you are, like, offended by swearing, uh, don't go away. Stay and listen, but go fuck yourself. That's, that's more like it. Don't, don't go away. Stay and listen and, and go fuck yourself. Because swearing, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't like swearing? Give me a break. Anyway, uh, the birthday boy thing, the birthday boy name. I also I also have some kind of attachment to that name because eh, it's a catchy name for a podcast. I'm starting it on my birthday. Whatever, the, that's okay. No other podcast was named Birthday Boy. That's basically the long and the short of it. I I checked it out. I did the research. There's nothing else out there. There's no other Birthday Boy podcast. So this is the first one. Uh, and also, uh, it reminds the the name uh, the name birthday boy <laughs> makes me laugh because here's a quick story and then another the other story that I was going to talk about positivity. Let me make a note. I got to go back to the positivity story. Oh yeah, this podcast is really a well oiled machine. Just organization uh, par excellence. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> birthday boy. Uh, that's going to be the name of the podcast, I think, uh, whether it's one episode or two or 20 or whatever. But it's also, uh, it reminds me of this great time when I worked at Barnes & Noble back in the day. I worked for Barnes & Noble, Colony, New York, a beautiful store that they then moved into the mall and made it a big piece of shit. It's just, it's like Best Buy with books now. It fucking sucks. But anyways... Uh, I was there right up until the end of that beautiful old store, helping to close it down. And uh, there was a guy that worked there, and one day it was his birthday. And I said, oh, happy birthday, birthday boy. 
and then I saw him later on, and I would say, hey, it's the birthday boy. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the next day I saw him, and I kept calling him birthday boy. I was like, hey, birthday boy. And then, like, months went by, and I was still calling him birthday boy every day. And then, like, years went by, and I was still calling him birthday boy. And this poor son of a bitch, every time he would come back, I worked in the music department. He would come back to, like, help out or do something, and I would say, oh, hey, thanks, birthday boy. And all the customers would stop and say, oh, it's your birthday. That's great. Happy birthday. And he would say, it's not my birthday, and then walk out. And the great thing, I can only imagine how much this poor fucker hated my guts because uh, a few, I don't know, a few months later after like a year of calling this dude birthday boy and he seemed like he was a nice enough guy he seemed like he was cool with it I kept calling him birthday boy and he didn't like he didn't tell me to fucking stop that's the thing like if I don't like a nickname I'll be like don't fucking that's no we're not doing that nickname and I'm I'm somebody who's given out a nickname or two in my day you can ask uh, Dan Dr. Ice Holt from 10th grade biology when I raised my hand and told our biology teacher, the great Mr. Holbein. I said, Mr. Holbein, uh, Dan has an announcement he would like to make. Uh, I'll be speaking on his behalf, and he would like to henceforth be known as Dr. Ice. And everybody laughed, and Mr. Holbein said, okay, why does Dan wish to be known henceforth as Dr. Ice? And I said, it's because he's so smooth and cool. And... This is like 23 years later or so, and he's still Dr. Ice. Well, at least to me, he's Dr. He'll, Dr. Ice, you'll always be Dr. Ice to me. Uh, and then poor Dan, on the, on the last week of school in biology class, Mr. Holbein was doing his grades, and he had his little grade book open, and he's going through, and he looks up, and he goes, Hey, uh, anybody know what Dr. Ice's real name is? I can't remember. Uh, and I'm sure poor Dr. Ice hates me as much as uh, Birthday Boy hates me because I've given out a, a few nicknames. They seem to stick. I don't know if people like them, and I, I sometimes don't care. But the way I see it, if somebody's, like, not saying, hey, fuck you, fuck this nickname, it sucks, I don't want to be called that, then I assume you love it and you love me. And so I assume that Dr. Ice loves me. I, I know Dr. Ice loves me. Dr. Ice will always love me, and I will always love Dr. Ice. Birthday Boy, uh, not so much. I don't think he's such a huge fan because I remember being at a house party, one of the many legendary Barnes & Noble house parties uh, when I worked at Barnes & Noble, and uh, we were all inside just having fun, dr having drinks probably, snacks, drinks, laughing, listening to, listening to tunes, and Birthday Boy was sitting out in his car sulking. And the reason he was sulking is because, uh, I guess, he was sulking because nobody would give him blowjobs. <laughs> oh, man, I'm really saying a lot of things right now, but I, re I recall this happening. And so somebody went out to ask why he wouldn't come into the party, which is really a weird thing. Like, that's not the, these aren't the kind of parties we had. Like, it's just everybody's friends and go hang out and drink, blah, blah, blah. It's like an extension of being at work, except there's no shitty customers and you're just drinking. That's not like, you know, if there was a Barnes & Noble blowjob party, I wasn't invited to it, which is fine, because I wouldn't have, you know, whatever. Uh, by the way, any family members listening who don't want to hear me saying things like blowjobs, eh, I'm going to say things like blowjobs. Maybe more than once or twice. So anyways, birthday boy is at this house party. He's sitting in his car. He's sulking because no blowjobs. And then somebody goes out to try and, like, cheer him up and say, hey, man, it's a party. Come on in and party. There's not going to be any blowjobs. I think you need to get over the blowjob thing and come in and just hang out with us. And he says, no. And he sat in his car. And then, and then the individual who went out to cheer him up said, oh, come on, birthday boy. And he goes, he goes, I hate that fucking name. And I hate John Hopkins. <laughs> Uh, and then the person that tried to cheer up Birthday Boy came in and reported on that and told me exactly what he said. I thought, oh, poor Birthday Boy. No blowjobs for Birthday Boy. Oh, well. 
So anyways, uh, yeah, so that's going to be the name of the podcast. It's going to be Birthday Boy Podcast, uh, named after me because today's my birthday, and I am the birthday boy. And I, uh, and also because of my friend, uh, birthday boy, uh, the No Blowjobs birthday boy. Um, sad sack birthday boy, which is very sad. He was a nice guy and, uh, you know, didn't want to come in and, and just hang out because, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know why. What's the, there's like, there's never any like reasonable expo. You go to a party like, oh boy, going to go to one of those blowjob parties. No birthday boy. It's just a party with friends. Jesus Christ. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a story. Um, yeah, so the Birthday Boy podcast, that's that's what we'll call it. And then so every time you uh, tune into this podcast, you can think of my friend or former friend, I don't know. If he wasn't a fan of me before, me telling this story, even though I'm not naming his name, uh, anyone who worked at Barnes & Noble knows who the fuck this guy is. Uh, I'm still not going to name his name, but uh, if he didn't hate me before... Uh, certainly, me telling this story that'll that'll pretty much seal the deal. He'll he'll hate me after this. That's okay. Sorry, birthday boy. But now I'm the birthday boy. All right. There's a new fucking birthday boy in town, asshole. All right. And you're still not getting any blowjobs. Not with that attitude, anyways. See, that's the thing. If you have that kind of blowjob attitude, you're not going to wind up with a blowjob anywhere ever. I know I wouldn't be giving them or whatever a lot of things this is what this is what happens when you do not plan the podcast and you just start talking and i do have a bit of a history of saying things that are rather inappropriate and offensive and then not really thinking them through until after the fact the weird thing is i could go back and like edit this but i'm not gonna so fuck it uh, so yeah, so swearing, uh, swearing, the blowjob talk, there's going to be things like that. Uh, oh, back to the other story though. Okay, so so yeah, Dr. Ice, birthday boy, there's nicknames, blah, blah, blah. The positivity thing, that drives me nuts. I'm okay with like not being a, a, a sad sack and a, a negative, a negative Nelly. Is it negative? No, it's nervous Nelly and negative Nancy. Whatever. I just don't, you know, people are just so, like, sickeningly positive. It's really, it's, it's gross. So here's a story that shows me not being positive and also uh, shitting on somebody who was positive and me really being kind of an asshole, which is another thing that happens on a somewhat regular basis, me being an asshole. Uh, this was, like, maybe a week or two ago. I was coming home, I don't know, I guess we were picking up the kids. All four of us were in the car. The wife, the kids, I was driving. And we pulled up to the little area where we, if we have parcels delivered by the USPS, UPS, or the Federal Express, uh, there's, a, there's an area where we have to go and pick those up. And it has just parking. There's a sidewalk, and then there's parking right next to the sidewalk. So I pulled up behind a car that was already parked in front of me next to the sidewalk. And it had this goddamn sticker. And the sticker said, uh, oh, Christ, kindness. Shit, what is it? Kindness is, uh, oh, fuck. Kindness is key? Kindness is contagious? Positivity. This is good. This is a good podcast. I should have. Uh, I should have thought this through. Oh my God! Kindness. Kindness matters. Kindness matters. That's what it. What, that's what it said. Just kindness matters. And I've seen. I've since then. I've seen a few of them driving around here. And uh, okay. Yeah. Kindness matters. Fine. Don't fucking tell me. Don't fucking use your bumper sticker to tell me that kindness matters, you asshole. Fuck, kindness matters. So anyway, so I see the thing, and I... Uh, from time to time, I like to maybe get under... I, I might sometimes like to get under people's skin just for the sake of getting under their skin. 
And a sticker that says kindness matters, whatever, it's fine. Live your life, I live mine. Kindness matters, it's true. You should be, you should be nice. Positivity is stupid, but kindness is important. You should be nice. You shouldn't let people walk all over you. You should have the ability to say no if somebody asks you a question and you don't want to do it. Just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but, you know, yeah, kindness does matter. However, kindness matters on somebody's car is fucking bullshit. So we pulled up in f behind this car and said, kindness matters on the sticker. And I said to Kim, <laughs> and the car was just parked there in front of us. So I, you know, I had the windows down and I was about to get out and retrieve the parcel from the mailbox. And so I said, oh, did you see? Kindness matters. Did you hear that, everybody? Kindness matters. And then I got out of the car and I was kind of, you know, and I had to cross the street to go in and get the mail, to get the pack, the parcel. And as I was, <laughs> as I was walking across the street, I was, I had my arms spread open and I'm looking up to the sky, sort of twirling around. I was like, did you hear everybody? Kindness matters. Did you hear the news? And then as I twirled around, I uh, looked over and saw that the woman with the Kindness Matters bumper sticker was in fact sitting in her car in the driver's seat with the window down. And then I stopped, <laughs> stopped immediately and I backtracked and then I pretended to be very serious and I said, no really, kindness does matter as I looked back at the kids and Kim. Remember that guys, kindness does matter and then I went in and Got the parcel, came back out, got in the car, and got the fuck out of there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, kindness does matter. And sometimes, uh, being a douche is the path that I choose over kindness. Anyway, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a story about, that's a story about kindness. So I wanted to talk about I don't know I've got I've got some things. Got I talked about the birthday boy. I'm crossing things off my list. Positivity, kindness. Talked about that. I guess I could talk about the other thing that I had here. I was gonna. <laughs> I figured I would tell a story, one more little story about uh, when I worked for. I worked for a place called Stewart's in upstate New York, right out of college. And this is a story that I've shared with friends and I've shared on Facebook. So and I figure I'll tell it now. This is a good this is a good story. I think it's a good story. People laugh. I think I'm I'm not as good a storyteller with this microphone that's sticking in my face. But that's something you have to get used to. Anyway. So, Stewart's is like a gas station ice cream place all around, like, Saratoga, Albany, the Adirondacks, upstate New York, uh, and I think a little bit into Vermont, like, Bennington area, if I remember correctly. And it's, like, pretty good ice cream, you know, whatever. And it's a gas station, and it's really crappy colors and fonts and, like, really, you know, old-timey-looking. It's gross. It's a gross place. I, I, you, I, even when I lived there, I, liked, I tried to avoid Stewart's, like the plague. So, of course, naturally, I thought, hey, I should go get a job there because I, I hate shopping there so much. So why not? When I get a job at a place that I hate. So it was, uh, like, the last couple of weeks of college. I was a senior in college, good old SUNY Binghamton, smarter than Geneseo. Uh, so I was finishing up, and I thought, shit, I, I should get a job. Because the year before, I had a summer job at Target, and it took me like a month to land that job. Because, you know, retail uh, should be very picky with its employees, as they were with me, and it took them a month to hire me. But anyway, I thought, I'm going to get a jump on it this time and, and find something for the summer. So I sent out a bunch of resumes and applications, uh, and of course, Stewart's quickly called me back and set up an interview, and I went in and I had the interview. By the way, I don't know if they do this now, but when I had my interview, and this was just to be like an employee, just like the, the jackass that stands at the cash register or helps pump gas if that's needed or scoops ice cream or like 
you know, cleans shit off the bathroom walls. Um, I'm only saying those things because I've done all of those things, which is what made it such a great job. So, so I go in, go into Stewart's to have my interview, and I thought, like, oh, maybe it'll be at, like, the corporate office or something. No, it was in one of the fucking stores, and I sat in one of the booths. I walk in there like an asshole with a suit and tie on, having an interview with, like, the store manager of Stewart's. And they ended up putting me at, like, this really nice Stewart's, and it was, like, brand new, and it was, like, track season. It was kind of fun. It was okay. It was, like, it was always busy. It was whatever. It was fine. But then... At the end of the summer, like into the fall sometime, they they transferred me to the Stewarts in Burn Hills, which is where I lived. It's where I'm from, Burn Hills, New York. And uh, that was the worst. Because, like, it's, it's bad enough that, like, you graduate with your bachelor's degree, a film degree from SUNY Binghamton, which is worth about as much as the hourly rate that they paid me at Stewarts. Which I think, even back in 2002, was pretty reasonable. Was a solid 850. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the the film degree from Binghamton wasn't uh, wasn't churning up a lot of really great opportunities. So I took the Stewart's thing, and the the big nice store was was cool. And then they moved me to like the little crappy store in Burn Hills, which was like really fun because then. I got to see all of my friends and all the people that I graduated from high school with and who were also just graduating from college and many of whom were, like, going off to grad school or, like, moving to a new city to get a new job. And there I am, like, scooping ice cream with the fucking dopey maroon colors and that shitty, those goddamn button-down stripe, the vertical striped shirts. It's, like, yeah, it's really, um, I don't know demoralizing it's a terrible fucking place to work it's it's really if you want to see like truly the worst of retail and the worst of of mankind that's a that's a good spot to work so anyways i'm going on i'm, I'm carrying on here i even had somebody come up to me when i was working at the burn hill stewart's and they're like oh uh so did you not go to college no fucking asshole i did go to college i just happened to go to binghamton and get my film degree from the film department, which is located, by the way, in the basement of the lecture hall. I'm sure it still is, too. All the goddamn renovations and the money they spend on that place, I'm sure that fucking... I'm sure that fucking thing, that fucking film cinema department is still down in the, in the dungeon, in the basement of the fucking lecture hall. What the fuck is this? Texting. Okay. Oh, brother. Um, so, anyways... Uh, shortly after I arrived at the Burnt Hill Stewarts, I decided, like, I gotta fucking quit. And there was this manager there who had just started, and his name was Leo. And Leo was the saddest guy. Oh, this poor bastard. The saddest motherfucker you've ever seen. Like, this poor guy just had, like, his the look on his face, the expression on his face was somewhere between, like, deer in headlights at all times and, like, the expression of... Like, I did something really shitty and pissed off my wife or somebody that I really care about, and they're about to kill me. He perpetually had the look of terror, and it made sense because the guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was he was a really, really nice guy, and he was a terrible manager. I mean, this guy, you know, he's taking, like, phone calls on the pay phone and stuff like that. It's just, he's got, like, his hair was always just, like, bedhead, and his, he had his little Stewart's baseball cap that everybody had to wear. But he had it, like, in this really lazy way on the top of his head, like, riding. Like, this, the baseball cap looked like it wanted to commit suicide. Like, it looked like it was trying to jump off of Leo's head just to not have to be on Leo's head anymore. So, like, Leo, and he, he, was, from, he was from a place called Milton, which I didn't even know at the time is, like, a, you know, like, really close to where I'm from. I knew there was a place called Wilton, that's in Saratoga. But there's a place called Milton that's a few towns over, and I had never heard of it. And I just thought, like, yeah, of course. Of course this guy, Leo, who's just kind of like Milton from Office Space, would be from a town called Milton, which is just... And I don't know anything about Milton. It seems, you know, shitty. Um, and I would have to imagine very sad because poor Leo 
uh, was just a really sad fella, but a nice guy. And it didn't help him that he had to work with me either, because I didn't <laughs> I didn't make life any better for this poor bastard either. For instance, uh, yeah, so I started at this Burn Hill store probably in November of 2002, after spending you know six months at the the nice store in Saratoga. So I went to this store at Burn Hills, which is I think is no longer there. They have like a big new Stewart's or something. I don't know. Who cares? It's it's who fucking cares? I'm not going into either one of those places. Um, but at the time, yeah, November two thousand two, I, I went to the the Burn Hills store. Leah was the manager, and I had already, like months before, I transferred to this store, had made up a complete phony bullshit thing that I was going to be on vacation out of town with family in Florida or something for both Thanksgiving and Christmas because I realized as the as the months grew colder, as the days grew shorter, as the fall uh, rolled into existence, like, oh shit, I, this, this place is open on fucking holidays. It's open all the time. I'm going to have to work on Christmas Day. I'm going to have to work on Thanksgiving. No fucking way. Johnny Boy does not do Christmases and Thanksgivings. So I made up this whole, like, oh, I'm out of town. I cannot work the week of thing. And I didn't even just, I figured I really wanted to sell it. So instead of just like, oh, I can't work on Thanksgiving Day, I said, oh, I'm going to be out of town for the whole week from, like, well, Thanksgiving, I think, was, like, Wednesday through whatever, Sunday. And then Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, I'm like, uh, I'm in Florida for two weeks. I can't work on Christmas. So Thanksgiving, yeah, I did work the day before Thanksgiving. And it was like evening. I think my shift ended around 5, 5.30. And I told Leo, and I was really selling this lie that I was going out of town. I said, Leo, I need to be out of here at exactly 5.30 when my shift is over because I have to go directly to the airport and get on a flight. I have a, whatever I told him, a 7 o'clock flight or something. I don't know what. I, I don't think I even mentioned. I just said, I got. I have to leave. I have a hard stop at 5.30, Leo. I need to be out of here, Leo, at 5.30, Leo. And the poor bastard just, you know, just kind of took off his little hat and rubbed his hand over his forehead, you know, messing up his cowlick bedhead, sweaty hair even more, and kind of fixed, put his hat back on his head. And, okay, I guess... I guess if you've got to go, you've got to go. I'm like, yep, I really do, Leo. I'm sorry. I wish I could stay, but I got to go at 5:30. The fact of the matter, I had no place to go. I had absolutely no place to go. I just didn't want to work on Thanksgiving. I spent I spent Thanksgiving Day uh, two miles from the Stewart's store at home, but because I didn't want to work on Thanksgiving Day, I had to sell this uh, this um, falsehood fabrication, if you will, that I wasn't going to be uh, around. I was going to Florida. So Wednesday rolls around, and the person who was there in the morning had left, and the person who was coming in the evening wasn't coming until, like, so there were, like, two people coming at 6 o'clock or something like that. And my shift was done at 5.30. So somebody was done at 5. Leo and I were there, and the other two weren't coming until 6, and I had to leave at 5.30. So at 5.30, I said, I can't, like... If I just stick around and be a nice guy and help him with all these customers, uh, like the jig is up. So I've got to sell this lie. So at five, at like five twenty, I said, Leo, man, I got to leave in ten minutes. I have to leave in ten minutes. Leo, Leo, I have to leave in ten minutes, Leo. And so, so Leo's like, okay. Customers are just lying. I mean, they're practically lined up outside the door to get, like, all their Thanksgiving-related accoutrement uh, pies, you know, pumpkin pies, whatever, all this shit, cans of, like, cranberries and, you know, bullshit, little baking ingredients and things, flour and whatnot uh, for their for their Thanksgiving, beer, I guess. And, of course, you know, the Thanksgiving uh, lotto tickets, scratch-offs and things like that that everybody has to have. Uh, everybody who shops at Stewart's needs to get, like, 50 of before they leave. And uh, so this place is just fucking jam-packed. 
and there's nothing else that we can do. Like, there's no other work we can do. We're both on the register. There's gas. People are pumping gas. The gas pump is ringing, making sure nobody's driving off with gas. And then there's the lines out, two lines, two huge lines wrapped around the store, out the door, people getting Thanksgiving bullshit. But it was 5.30. (laughs) So I looked at Leo. I said, man, I... 60 seconds, I gotta go. I can't stay any longer. And so at exactly 5.30, yeah, 5.29 I said that, and then at 5.30 I said, Leo looked at me. He looked like he was, this poor bastard looked like he was gonna cry. He just looked, <laughs> looked like a fucking sad puppy dog out in the rain, and he's just sweat is just pouring down his face, and he he barely knows how to he barely knows how to count, let alone use a cash register. And I'm not being mean. I mean, the guy was not, you know, he was good, like, uh, I don't know, nice dude. Uh, as I've said, I keep saying nice dude to, like, not to make myself feel better for all the terrible things I'm saying about him. But this fucking guy, just so sad. And he looked at me. He's like, you can't just five more minutes, just ten more. Leo, Leo, I told you. I to- Leo, I told you, Leo, I can't stay. I have to go. It's 5.30, Leo, I need to leave. And so I'm just like, Leo, I can ring out like two more people. I got to go. So I ring out one person and then another. And I'm like, I'm so- Leo, I got to go. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to go. And he's like, oh, are you sure? I'm like, I got to go. And so the whole time I'm just, I'm like walking backwards out the door, apologizing profusely to the customers and to Leo. I'm sorry. Leo, I'm sorry. I can't. I wish I could stay. Leo, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I worked backwards out of the door, and I got into my car, and then I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) I don't actually... I actually convinced myself I had to go to the airport. And then I said, okay, well, I guess that's that. And then I went home, and I I spent the next uh, three or four days sitting on my ass playing video games and enjoying Thanksgiving. So, yeah, Leo, uh, I probably aged him uh, considerably the time that I worked with him. But that's not the story. That's one of the stories. The other story is then, uh, you know, and I used to have things, we used to wear name tags that had these little, like, tags hanging off of them. And you could, like, write something. You could put, like, a slip of paper in this little, uh, you know, plastic, whatever you call it, like a badge holder thing hanging on your name tag and you you know it'd say something like try our eggnog you know th- shit like that apple pies on sale you know whatever the fuck i i don't know um and of course me being me i would just i wouldn't put any of that shit on there i would write things like um i would write please buy please buy uh thanksgiving pies that are on sale or leo will beat me things like that and I would have an arrow like I would make sure that I was standing whatever side Leo was on at the cash register I had I had one with a left arrow and one with a right arrow and if he was in the left cash register I'd have the arrow pointing to him so no matter where he was I could just swap out and say please please buy eggnog or Leo will beat me and then point to him and he uh, he didn't he didn't appreciate it at all he just he I don't know if he appreciated he had no reaction to anything he had no reaction. His only reaction was to take his little hat off and hold his, his hat between his two front, whatever, index finger, his thumb and his pointer finger, and then with the other fingers, rub his head and his greasy hair and close his eyes and, you know, probably just pray for the sweet release of death to take him away from having to deal with the customers and this asshole named me who he was working with. So, I don't know. He probably, I'm sure he fucking hated me, but he had no reaction to anything. Uh, but then on the last day, my, I finally, I had nothing lined up, and I just hated working at Stewart's so much. And Stewart's, Stewart's hated me, and I hated Stewart's. And uh, on my last day, um, I gave my notice, like, in January, like, right after. I took my two weeks off for Christmas and then came back and gave my two weeks notice, I'm pretty sure, is what happened. And uh, so on my last day, one of the things you have to do, I think it was a closing shift, and when you close, the night before, you have to get all of the disgusting, like, egg and sausage patties and all that shit out of the freezer and out of the cooler, and you have to make the little, like, egg and cheese sandwich, egg and sausage sandwich, sausage and cheese sandwich, sausage only, sausage and... Whatever. So you have to write, and you put the label on, and you put the little checkbox... This is a sausage sandwich. This is, you know, and you have to make all the other gross fucking seafood salad eggs. Ugh, it makes me gag even thinking about the egg salad sandwich. 
just disgusting. So you have to put all this shit out the night before so that when the early morning folks come in at like 5 o'clock to get their breakfast and get their coffee and get their sandwich and get going to work, they get their little crap and they get on their way. So my, my last day, I was making all of those sausage sandwiches, and so I thought it would be funny to take... We had labels with check boxes, and then we had a label that just had a, had a blank space, so you could just write wherever you, whatever you wanted. So I took that label and I wrote La Poopy. I made up, took two, uh, whatever, English muffin biscuit things and put a sausage patty in the middle of it, and I wrapped it up, and then I put a label on it, and I wrote La Poopy. Which is a, not just because the fucking thing looked like shit. Yeah, that's part of it. But also uh, because Kids in the Hall is one of the greatest shows ever. And there was a great Kevin McDonald sketch where he was only funny in France. And they gave him the nickname La Poopy, which I thought was the funniest thing. It still makes me laugh just to say La Poopy. So I thought, it's my last day. I'm going to take one sandwich and I'm going to stick it in the back and I'm going to write La Poopy on it. And then we closed up shop and went home, and I never thought about it again until the final, uh, until the next week when I came in to get my final paycheck. And Leo, Leo was waiting there to greet me, and he had my check. And I said, "Hey, Leo, I'm just here to get my to get my final check." And he has the check. He holds it out and he does that thing where like I go to reach for it and he pulls it away. And I'm like, "Oh fuck, what's happening now?" And he goes, "Come over here. I need to talk to you." Like, okay, you've never, you've said like four words, whoa, shit, you've said like four words to me ever, but yeah, okay, let's go talk. So he pulls me aside, and it was totally worth doing that just to hear Leo pull me aside, get, lean in real close to me, and say, hey, did you write La Poopy? on one of the sausage sandwiches. <laughs> I had to like I had to like pinch my right testicle to not laugh. And of course because my whole career at Stewart's was based on lies, you know, going out of town for vacations and things like that. I said, "No. Uh, no, Leo, I don't recall that." And he said, "Well, cuz one of the guys who comes in here every morning wanted to buy a sausage breakfast sandwich." And then he came up to me and said, Hey, Leo, this sandwich says La Poopy on it. What are you trying to serve here? <laughs> and, I, and I know, I'm, I think I know exactly who it is because there were like these four fucking assholes who came in every morning. They were waiting before the store even opened. They worked like the overnight shift at GE. And this one guy... The other three, I guess, were kind of nice. They were fine. I mean, I get it. You work the graveyard shift. Like, that's miserable. I would be miserable, too. But this one guy came in, and he had, like, I used to call it a choo-choo hat because it was, like, a like an old-timey, like, railroad conductor's hat that he had on his head. And he came in with this choo-choo hat, and I, and I would just, you know, like Zach Galifianakis, I'd be like, oh, here comes the choo-choo. Here comes the choo-choo. Here comes choo-choo, boy. And so little Choo Choo would sit down, he'd get his sandwich every day, and, and I, would, I would try to be, like, so nice to him. Like, I would, kindness does matter, you know, positivity is stupid, but kindness does matter, you know, as much as I make fun. I would just try to be as nice as possible. Long night, graveyard shift, middle of winter, coming from GE. They're not in a great mood. They're going to get their breakfast and then go home and sleep all day and then do it again like vampires. So I tried to be as nice as possible. The guy wouldn't say a fucking word to me, ever. You know, he'd be laughing, having a great time with all his friends. The other guys, the other fellas were pretty nice. And this choo-choo guy would just be like, you know, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even look at me when I was talking to him. He's a fucking asshole. Um, so hopefully it was him. I hope he was the one who got La Poopy. But either way, it just it made me so happy because I knew that had to be the guy who got, that had to be the group anyways, who got La Poopy. But just to hear Leo say... Did you write La Poopy on the sandwich, on the sausage sandwich? And me being me, uh, I had worked that, my final shift with this super nice kid named Kyle. He was such a sweet kid, such a good dude. Uh, so naturally, I completely threw him under the bus. And I said, mm, I don't know, uh, Leo, I, I don't think it, was, it wasn't me. Uh, maybe it was Kyle. Yeah, you know, you should ask Kyle. And then 
what else could he do? He said, all right, I'll ask Kyle. And then he gave me my check, and I got the fuck out of there. And I don't think I, I, don't think I ever set foot in that store again until, like, 15 years later. I think, like, two summers ago I went in there. And luckily there was no Leo. There was nobody that I recognized, so that's good. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the Loop Hoopy story, which I've told on Facebook and I've told privately to people. And, uh, yeah, Loop Hoopy. Oh, fucking Stuarts. I almost, there's some days I, I would like to go back and work there just to be able to write La Poopy on all of the sandwiches. I used to take, I have pictures that I've posted on Facebook where I would take, like, in uh, the one of the stores that I worked in, there was this little, like, he had those little brass fasteners for all his little limbs, and you could pose them. And it was this little, like, cherub, cherubic-looking uh, autumnal scarecrow guy that we had hanging on the wall, and you could pose him. And he's holding this pine cone in his hand that obviously you posed it just right and he looked like he was, you know, holding his wang. So naturally, that's all I ever did was pose it in that way, which is probably why I got transferred out of that nice store and into the shitty Burn Hill store. Now that I think about it, probably it was, uh, you know, a lot of my, uh, what would you call it, being a fucking terrible employee that got me to where I was at Stewart's. I think I had a lot of people fooled on that first day when I walked in for the interview in a suit and tie. But I was a fucking terrible employee. But that was a fucking terrible place to work. Even, like, the son, like, the guy that owns the place, his son, I don't know, I think their last name is, like, Drake or something. I want to say Gary Drake. I don't know. Who fucking cares? I remember this guy. He's like the Shane McMahon of the Stewart's empire. That's a, that's a wrestling reference. So anyways, so Shane McMahon, Gary Drake comes in, because those guys were in there all, because this was like the flagship store at the time, this was like the new, big, great store, so this fucking guy comes in, this Drake character, and he's looking around, and he's talking to me, and he's such a fucking, you know, just annoying fella, and uh, just no personality whatsoever, and uh, (laughs) I remember him telling me, you know, he's like, oh yeah, customers come up to me all the time, because he was on, I don't know if he was probably in the commercials or something the local Stewart's commercials. His mom definitely was. Um, so this Drake character came up, and he's like, oh, yeah, everybody, uh, they, uh, they, they've seen me on the commercials, and they'll come up to me, and they'll talk to me like they've known me uh, their whole lives, like I'm one of their family. I didn't, I didn't take the hint that he was, like, he was happy about that. He thought that was a good thing. And I'm sitting there like, shaking my head I've got this complete look of disgust and I remember I was like oh my god that's awful that is dreadful I said that's it what a nightmare what a nightmare you have these people you don't even know just coming up to you like you know like you're some guy like talking to you and he just looked at me like nice talking to you bye and then and then shortly after that I was uh, relocated so I guess now that I'm saying these things out loud it makes perfect sense why I went from the nice (laughs) The nice tourist store in Saratoga down to the uh, the shitty Burn Hills store in Burn Hills. Yeah, it was a good time. I lasted eight, eight or nine months, which is like eight or nine months longer than I thought I would last. But I was encouraged to do it because uh, even though you don't get paid much of, uh, of a livable wage while you're working at Stewart's, they have a uh, fantastic uh, profit-sharing plan that after, like, 30 or 40 years of just killing yourself to work for this shithole, you, you've got a pretty good, a pretty good nut in your, uh, in your bank account. All you have to do is just give up your entire life to work at fucking shitty stewards. And, uh, oh well, I didn't. But uh, good for you. Anybody who does, that's great. Good for you. So, yeah, there's the Leo story, La Poopy. Uh, you know, I've got a couple other things written down here, but I think I've been doing this for, like, almost an hour, and I don't want to have one of those. Some of these fucking podcasts out there are, like, three hours long. Like, fuck that. Who do you think you are? Like, three hours? And these are subjects that I'm interested in, and I see something that's, th- like, there's wrestling podcasts that go well over three hours. I'm like, I don't, I can't. I can't. I can't commit to this. You're talking about my favorite subject. And sometimes about, like, 90s wrestling. About, like, my favorite characters. My favorite periods of wrestling. And it's three... I can't do three hours, bro. Anyway, so that's... Uh, I think I'm probably... I don't even know how long I've been doing this. Uh, it's probably it's probably getting close to an hour. 
So it's time to it's time to uh, I think it's time to sign off. However, oh man, goddamn! I tell you, these fucking vi- my parents got me hooked on these fucking vanilla protein shakes. We went down there a few weeks ago. Oh my god! And I th- I tasted it at first and thought this is disgusting. It tastes like fucking I don't even know like chalk and tapioca. But either I've gotten used to it or it's an acquired taste. But man. I'll take a sip of that shit. It's so fucking, it's so fucking goddamn refreshing. I can't stand it. I'm not gonna name the name of it because I'm not. It's not like they're, you know, <laughs> nobody's nobody's sponsoring this show. John Hopkins is sponsoring this show. That's who. So, uh, but Jesus Christ, I just mm, just took a sip. That's goddamn. That's goddamn delicious. I go into. Uh, they have like you got to go to Costco. Well, you don't have to go to Costco to get them, but. You pay a lot less if you go to Costco. And I'm, like, hooked on these things. So I go in there, and I'm, like, I'm, like, what, the first time, I'm, like, where, where are the shakes? I'm running around, like, cause you can't, I can never find anything in Costco. And then and as soon as you find something, they move it. You find the chips in the back of the store, and then they move the chips over to the left side of the store, and then it just everything's shifting around all the time, and it makes no sense anymore. And now you're just walking around, like, where the fuck? Where's the, where's the, where's the vanilla shakes? And then I'm like, I don't know, I like start shaking because I haven't had my vanilla shake. So I've got like the shake shakes. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, where's the shakes? I need the shakes. I've got the shakes. And the Costco guy's like, what do you mean? So you've got the shakes? Yeah, I've got the shakes. Show me where the shakes are. I need the shakes. What are you, what are you talking about? So you have the shakes and you need the shakes. Yes, I need the shakes. I've got the shakes. I need the shakes. I've got the shake shakes. You fuck. So that's how that's the story of me getting vanilla shakes at Costco. That's a that's an impromptu story that uh, that we didn't expect to tell here on this podcast of ours. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's I, I've got one other thing I think I might share. Oh man, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I've got uh, I got I've got a good buddy. You know what? I, I I'm, I'm I. Hmm. I'm deciding. I might share something with you at the end of this podcast. If you stay tuned, you stick around. Let me just set this up. You know what? I've decided now. I'm 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 committed to this. I'm locked in. I'm going to share this. Uh, in the interest of turning my friends into enemies, uh, one of the great people, one of the one of my favorite people to have ever worked with, fella, a good buddy named Cliffy, Cliffy boy. I'm sure you're not listening, you son of a bitch, but. I love you, buddy, and uh, I am going to share some of the calls, uh, some of the voicemails that I left you. Uh, so anyways, sorry, Cliff, I apologize in advance. Even though I love you, I think I'm still burnt. Uh, when I, I, I knew Cliff when I worked at Bank of America in Charlotte all those years ago, and on my last day, uh, Cliff walked me out to my car. We both walked out to our cars at the same time to leave my very final day ever as a B of A employee. It was very sad. And lots of hugs and lots of lots of great moments with everybody. Lots of great friends, and uh, Cliff and Jody, two of my two of my really good friends. Uh, as somebody somebody dubbed us the Seinfeld crew because we would just go out for walks and just talk about nonsense, all over the you know downtown Charlotte. Anyway, um, so Cliff on the last day, I was like I had a lot of heart heartfelt goodbyes with lots of people, lots of long hugs and tears and things like that and it was very sad for me uh so then we get out to the parking lot and cliff is of course the last person that i say goodbye to um so i'm expecting like oh, this is gonna be a nice goodbye with my buddy cliff so we get out there and uh he just turns to me and he goes uh it was really nice meeting you and i'm like what the fuck like we were we had become friends like over the last like two years Okay, granted, I hated Cliff at first. Like, I let him know. Like, I actually, I did actually try to get him, I wouldn't say fired, but, like, removed from our team and possibly the bank altogether. I guess if you want to call that fired or, you know, I'd prefer to say uh, right-sized the team uh, because as we uh, I, I kind of thought, like, this, this young hotshot Cliff was, like, coming for all of us. He was coming to take our jobs. He was going to... He was going to try and do everything uh, better than us, so I complained to the manager. <laughs> I thought Cliff I thought Cliff was an asshole. So I told my manager that I thought he was a fucking asshole. I said, I don't think Cliff, 
I said, he doesn't listen to what I say. He's, uh, he interrupts me, and I don't think he's a good fit for this team. And, uh, but then it turns out that, like, because I'm just fucking super paranoid about everything all the time. And uh, Cliff really had no interest in any of that. He was just a really nice guy who was trying to put his best foot forward and a super good dude who I love. I really do, even though he doesn't think so because I'm always, you know, ripping on him and making prank calls to him. Uh, but I wouldn't do that to somebody that I don't like, Cliff, you fucking idiot. Do you understand that? How many times has Jody had to tell you, I don't, uh, I don't just do this shit because I hate you. It's because I love you, you bastard. Uh, so, of course, so all that, you know, me trying to get him fired to them being, like, really good friends, and then Cliffy and I would go on walks together. We'd go get sushi together, all this shit. It was good fun, and I really, uh, I really admire Cliff. He's a great guy. And then, of course, so that's why it made it that much worse when we walked out to the parking lot to get into our cars on the last day, and Cliff turns to me and goes, hey, it was really nice to have met you. And I'm like, are you serious? Pleasure to have met you? That's all you have to say? After all these years? Like, I just fucking, uh, you know, I just fucking met you at a job interview. It was really nice, really nice talking to you. I hope we can, uh, uh, I hope we can uh, interface uh, later, uh, at a later time, a later date and time at your convenience. Fuck you, Cliff. We're friends, you asshole. A handshake, like a hug. Love you, buddy. Best of luck. It was really, uh, it was really nice to have met you. It was really a pleasure to have made your acquaintance. Yeah, now that I now that I think about it, you deserve this uh, prank call that I'm about to leave. It's not really a prank call because Cliff doesn't answer. It's just voice messages that I leave for Cliff, pretending to be, uh, you know, grand, one of his grandparents or an uncle or a cousin. And the thing is, the premise is that anytime I leave one of these voicemails for Cliff. If I'm his grandpa or his grandmother, they're all named Cliff. Everybody in the family is named Cliff. So it's Grandpa Cliff calling for Cliff, Grandma Cliff calling for Cliff, Uncle Cliff. Uh, there's a bunch of them. And I think I, think I might end every podcast because I've got like 20 of these. And some of them are kind of funny. And I think I'm going to end one. Uh, I'm going to end with one of those today. So, uh, yeah, fuck you, Cliff. That's, this is what you get for saying nice to meet you, you bastard, you heartless prick. You get... Uh, me posting one of these uh, one of these calls. I'll try to pick one that's not. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna pick whatever one I want. You asshole, and you gotta like it. So, anyways, uh, that's it. I'm gonna end this thing now. Uh, yeah. Did I mention uh, Bridget? Bridget was the one who said I should do a podcast. So f- you know, thanks, Bridget, for making me do all this extra work. You fucking asshole. Uh, I hope you liked it. I don't know. I, I don't even. I, I hope you liked it, but I think I'm just going to keep doing this because it's fun, and I'm going to write down, like, two or three topics every week and just tell a story. Like, there's lots of stories from Barnes & Noble. There's probably more stories from Stewart's that I can't remember. There's stories from KB Toys. There's just, like, there's fucking Seacoast Bank in Florida, like, endless stories there. There's, like, just, I don't know. There's just things. And then any uh, any musings uh, that I should feel uh, the need to share with you. And hopefully, uh, you know, some more stories uh, that involve me saying blowjob, because that would be fun, too. Okay, that's going to do it. Uh, Yeah. Don't forget, everybody. Positivity is for dopes. But kindness matters. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Okay, bye. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Later. Gator. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is the bonus piece, bonus content that I warned you about. Um, so, yeah, I, I warned you, Cliffy, and now you're going to get it. So, uh, yeah, this is one of many prank calls that um, Grandma Cliff made to her grandson. 
This started, uh, I don't know, it was last year when I was working in Dorchester, which uh, the drive to Boston is bad enough and the drive to Dorchester is that much worse. And so I had a lot of time just sitting in the car, sitting in traffic. So uh, on Bluetooth, of course, hands-free, I would do voice recordings and then I would send them to Cliff as messages from his grandparents. I don't know anything about his grandparents. I don't know if they're alive. I don't know anything about them. I'm sure they're lovely people because Cliffy is a lovely person. Um, I know that Cliff is from Winston-Salem, so uh, Cliff's grandparents, um, their dialect (laughs) might not match up to their region from where they're from. Uh, Yeah, and so it started with, I'm not going to play this one, but it started with Grandpa Cliff calling Cliff uh, to complain that Cliff never calls Grandpa Cliff. And he would say, Cliffy, it's your grandfather. Give me a call, Cliff. It's Grandpa Cliff, Cliff. Give me a call, Cliff. Grandpa Cliff, Cliff. Um, and yeah, so I was bored, and I would send these messages to Cliff, and he would respond either with nothing or just ha, H-A, which is, you know, that's that's about the range of emotions uh, for for Cliff anyways. So it makes sense. Um, so I take ha to be the highest form uh, the highest the highest compliment that there can be um, but then I then I transitioned into doing uh, I kind of got tired of doing Grandpa Cliff and I would just leave these long messages I'm not sure if I'm ever going to put them on here because they are long and there's some parts that are funny but it was really Grandma Cliff that uh, I had a lot of fun uh, or I should say she had a lot of fun calling Cliff um, it's a complete rip off of the Jerky Boys complete <laughs> complete rip off of, of Saul Rosenberg Oh, my shoes and glasses. Oh, God. Um, so that's what Grandma Cliff sounds like. You know, most women from Winston-Salem sound like that, I know. But So uh, this is the first time that I believe Grandma Cliff called Cliff. And uh, so, so we'll keep doing every week. We'll do a different call, either from Grandma Cliff, maybe from Grandpa Cliff. I know that Cliffy got a call a couple times from the macho man Randy Savage. I know he got a call from Uncle Cliff. Uh, from Scottish Uncle Cliff, uh, from Cliff Huxtable, believe it or not, from from prison. Uh, so there's a there's a few of them, but I'm just gonna start off with this one, and it's uh, yeah, it's just um, it's Grandma Cliff calling Cliff. Uh, so enjoy, and Cliffy, uh, I hope you enjoy it most of all. It was really nice uh, to have made your acquaintance. Oh yes, hello, hello Cliff. This is your grandmother, Cliff. I'm also named Cliff, as perhaps, perhaps you've forgotten over the last years because it's, it's been so long since you've called me. You haven't called your grandfather Cliff or your grandmother Cliff. Cliff, what kind of person are you? You're no grandson of mine. I know Cliff, it's so very interesting that I'm also named Cliff, even though I'm your grandmother. But that's the thing, Cliff. I'm Cliff, your Cliff, your grandfather's Cliff. Everyone in the family is named Cliff. It's what we do. We all name each other Cliff. Because when I married your grandfather, I didn't just take his last name, Cliff. I took his first name, too. It's what we do in the Womack family, Cliff. And as you know, being from myself, being from Winston-Salem, because you can tell that I'm absolutely from Winston-Salem, as you already know. And then clearly, that's what we do, Cliff. We're Womax. We take we take the name Cliff when we marry, and uh, we like we like to marry people named Cliff. We like to take the first names and the last names, Cliff. It's what we do, Cliff. Cliff, this is your grandma, Cliff. Cliff, why don't you call us? God damn it, Cliff! Don't you see you're tearing this family apart? Don't you even care? You're too big with your with your mint home and. Inspections, Cliff. Perhaps your grandfather was a little more laid back last week when he called you, but I'm not, Cliff. I'm I'm a raging, swirling, swirling anger vortex of rage, Cliff. I think you know what I'm trying to say, even though perhaps I don't articulate it as well as you, Big Time. Mr. Big Time uh, Home Inspection Guy. Cliff, why don't you ever call? What did we do to deserve this? Oh, God.
God. Oh, Christ, Jesus Christ, Cliff. You sit there all day. Your grandfather tells me things, horrible, desirable things that you do, Cliff, and I don't even want to repeat. You know what it is, Cliff. And unlike your grandfather, I'm not going to say that I don't want to repeat it, and then I'm repeating it. I'm actually not going to repeat the things, the horrible, horrible things I've heard, Cliff. Oh, you terrible things you're doing to your body, Cliff, when your family's away. I don't even want to speak about it. Cliff, if you need to do that sort of thing, your grandfather has a room here. You can come, you can do whatever you need to do, Cliff. The pound, pound, Cliff. Oh, oh, my heart is breaking, Cliff. Anyways, Cliff, it's your grandma, Cliff. I don't know what I need to do to get you to call us back, Cliff, but call us back, Cliff. It's your grandma, Cliff, Cliff. Call us with as soon as you can, as soon as possible, please. Oh, Christ. Oh, God damn it, Cliff. You're killing your grandfather, Cliff, and your grandmother, Cliff, Cliff. Not that my name is Cliff Cliff, it's a comma Cliff. But I'm sure you understand that because you're such a big deal, Cliff. You know everything, don't you? You know how to inspect the house, right, Cliff? You know how to do all sorts of things except pick up a phone. It's been a week, Cliff, and you haven't called your grandfather. Anyways, listen. I suppose you probably, it's a holiday weekend, I suppose you're probably already masturbating all over the place. All sorts of sicko, sick things you do to yourself, Cliff. It's disgusting. Okay. All right. I have to go, Cliff. I don't know what to do with myself. Unlike you, I don't have a set appointment with myself every Friday after work, Cliff. I try to find other things to do. Sometimes I, sometimes I call my family, Cliff. Anyway, okay, well, I have to go, Cliff. It's your grandma, Cliff. Cliff, call your grandpa, Cliff, or your grandma, Cliff, Cliff. That's the least you can do, Cliff, is call Cliff, grandpa, Cliff, grandma, Cliff, Cliff. Anyways, I suppose, I suppose that's all I have to say. I'm done. Oh, oh, Jesus. You're killing me, Cliffy, boy, my baby boy, grandson. Oh, Clifford. I know your full name's not really Clifford. I don't think so, anyways. I'm trying to remember. To the best of my... No- I'm an old woman, Cliff. I know you You told me once, and I can't quite remember. Even though I should know as your grandparent. If it's Cliff or Clifford. One thing that your grandfather told me is some terrible thing about changing the last letter of Cliff and making it a T. What is that supposed to mean? What is a clit? Is that some other kind of name for what you do every week, Cliff, when you come home? I don't even know. Your grandfather seems to know everything, just like you. Typical Walmack men. They know everything about everything. Meanwhile, Grandma sits here crying all day because their baby grandson won't call. Okay, Cliff, I have to run. I have to go. I have too many things to do. But you'll notice I took time out of my day to call you, Cliff. Even with my busy schedule. You son of a bitch. All right, Cliff. I love you. You're my baby, baby, grandbaby boy, Cliffy boy. And I love you. Okay, call your grandmother, Cliff. Cliff, it's your grandma, Cliff. Call me. Bye-bye, then. Okay, bye-bye.